Hi and hello and welcome to the latest Somerset Skypoint podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler, joined as always by my co-host, the extraordinary, the magical, the magnificent, James Fawcett. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm so excited about the school year starting. I think it's going to be an amazing year. We have a special guest today, Rob Nelson, the new varsity basketball coach and, should I say, weight slash PE coach? Yeah, that sounds good. Mr. Olympia, I think. Is the, <laughs> the new Mr. Olympia. Whatever I can do to help the kids at Sky Point stay in shape and uh, go reach their physical dreams, that's that's what we're looking to do. So people listening right now are going to wonder because I said weights. Um, so you and Mr. Shepard are... Together. We're not replacing Shepard. Everybody calm down. Everybody loves Shepard. I get it. I'm not trying to take his spot. I know how popular he is. I just want to help Mr. Shepard, Coach Shepard, achieve his dreams. And so I'm here to help him. I, I mean, and it's it's funny because like our first assembly is going to be coming up soon. And, and last year, it was a shock to me with when they introduced him. It was the craziest ovation that I've seen um, since us at Shadow Ridge together. I mean, I don't know what, like, it's a curious question. Did, did it hurt your feelings that he was so popular and no one cheered when they said your name at all? They said the Dean and they were like, <laughs> boo. <laughs> it did hurt my feelings. Thank you for bringing that up. No, but um, compare this real quick. Our ovation that we got, because we had everything together when we were at Shadow Ridge versus his popularity here. I know the numbers here are way smaller, but what do you think? Yeah, I think it's similar. It's like, similar. Yeah. I, I mean, still think we were more popular. People want to be around teachers and mentors who are fun, but also like push them to achieve what they want. And Shepard is one of those guys. And we were, you know, coaches and teachers who did the same thing wherever we go. So can we backtrack and just because I know we talked about this on the other podcast when we first brought you on, um, but we'll backtrack just real quick for the new listeners here. Um, you first were a police officer. I don't know. Did we talk about that last time? I don't think we have, but did yeah, that was my... I, do you want me to edit this out? No, that was my first career. I went and worked for North Las Vegas as a police officer for two years, and then that wasn't really the family lifestyle for me, but I totally respect it, and it was, it was an amazing experience, but then I went back and got my master's degree in education so that I could teach. And then you worked at Shadow Ridge High School. That's obviously where we met, and we coached basketball together, and then I yeah. left... And then, wait, why did you say that? I... Well, I mean, coached is, the, you use that word loosely when I talk about you because you every time I came in the back gym, you had a jersey on and you were in the game and there was no one coaching. So I was just like, okay, well, well the... John wants to stay young and be a player. <laughs> Listen, I, I truly mean this. When we were at the Utah camp, you don't think that I could have gotten at least like five minutes in the game and just gone and played? You don't think that that could have worked for a minute? Sure, but you might have pulled a hamstring or some muscles. I mean, I think earlier today you were icing your back. I mean, I like, still have the ice packs on right now. Yeah. I, well, because I've been forced to run miles in, well, a mile a day. One mile. <laughs> one. He's he's run one mile. To be fair, he ran it under eight minutes, but I mean, it's only one mile. That's good. But, I hate that that's the – so I told Miss Wagner the same thing who she was invited. She just couldn't make it today. Um, but I told Miss Wagner, and she was like, wait, you just do one mile? I'm like, yes, I do one mile. I still do my 10,000 steps, but I do one mile, and I try to time it. But for somebody who hasn't done cardio in a long time, then to just go out and run a mile, the first time I did it, I did it in, I think, I I, try, I, I didn't run it. I just wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, do you want to put these times out in the podcast? Because now they're going to be out there forever. 
No, I don't, I don't know if you want. I'm completely you may want fine. to wait until your PR comes no, down a little fir- bit. No, no. The first time I went out there, I timed myself and I was like, how hard could it be to do the mile? And that's why I asked you how many laps it was. And then like on the, the fourth lap, I was completely, I was walking because I could not go. And I was like, I cannot believe I'm in that bad of shape now, cardio wise, that I can't just keep a regular pace going on. And it was a, it was a 13 minute mile. And then I got the 13 minute mile down to a 12 and then a 10 and then a nine and then an eight. And my goal was really just eight minutes because our basketball team had to do it under seven minutes as a basketball unit. So I don't know if I'll ever get to that point because for me, seven min under seven minutes means to me, I'm running the whole time. And I don't know if I can do that at like 80% my speed the whole entire time. When you say runner, do you mean like, so you're not walking at all or what do you mean? I mean like- He jogs versus run. Yeah, like like I'm talking like maybe 60% of my speed, maybe 70% of my speed. Cause like when I did it under eight minutes, I was in run the whole time. I just wasn't sprinting. Does that make sense? So I just want to put this in perspective for you. The best marathoners, their pace per mile is like 440 per mile and that's 26.2 miles so you only have to run one mile 50 percent slower than the fastest marathoner runs his average mile i just want to put that in perspective so i feel like there's going to be a challenge here what what is the um max like i I know in in high school you were like a super cross-country track person but right now if you had to do the mile right now what do you think your time would be i i'm confident i could probably break 530 that's pretty good i think that's just because my body like knows like i still do cardio i just don't do like run specific training and 530 i think is well within like what my body could handle i was gonna try to set up a challenge for like me to start ahead of you and see if you could catch me there but i don't i'd look terrible doing it though because of my like ankle that's been rebuilt so i'd probably look like i'm limping the whole time but i think i could force my body to subcut. it's your ankle and then with our our it, we should introduce this because you are the strength coach is that we are doing a special competition this year for the the 600 700 800 pound club for the boys and then for the girls i think it's going to be 400 and 500 pound club i i can't really remember all of our information that's coming out shepherd knows the specifics but um you were come you were like really lifting and getting up there and then you hurt your your hand yeah i think i had just made the 700 pound club and then i first weekend out of school i caught a ball wrong and haven't been able to lift since because my thumb but uh we'll get we'll get back yeah and the thing is just so everybody knows this is that he has actual video that he has of him lifting to to verify all of these things that so i have all the videos for it's funny he's young he hurt his thumb don't worry about it he'll be back soon me and you hurt our thumb it might be like 10 years before it feels maybe never i'm just being optimistic i probably won't be back (laughs) (laughs) he's been out for a while he's getting that point where it's the aging thing so it's what i said like my back like when i did the run today i felt like just a little tingle and i was like uh oh and I knew. And then, you know, I was laying down stretching the whole practice because I was like, I can't believe how much pain so I'm in with you're, my back. You're going to cross-country practice? No, that was basketball I, practice. I was, I'm going to his basketball practice. I've been to three cross-country uh, like practices, but I just jog it with Nelson. Shepard takes off, and he's in the fast group, I guess you would say. But we went up to Lone Mountain. I've been to the Tule Springs. Is that what they call it now? What do they call it? Floyd Lamb. Floyd Lamb. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, we go to um, our summer practices are at Floyd Lamb at 6 a.m. I took my, my son there because I want him to 
get into CrossFit. I just want them to be involved. And I think that the students listening to this podcast is, I think that's the big message. Just get involved. Pick something that you're doing the start of the year. There's no better time to get involved in this. So you went to Shadow Ridge. Yep. You coached there in basketball. Yep. You left Shadow Ridge. You eventually came here. Correct. You were teaching English. I was. And I switched last year during teaching English. I went and got my credentials so that I could teach PE. I saw, you know, the the teacher that I most had the most positive energy. That's what I like to be around. And so I was like, that's Coach Shepard. I want to help him. And so I was able to jump in with cross country and track and help him coach. And now this year I'll get a chance to be around him a little bit more as a teacher. And we're hoping to make the PE department special you know we want we want that to be something that helps the kids reach their goals it's interesting you said that because the most positive person you've been around since we've been best friends for 20 years is me and you never tried to be a social studies teacher uh yeah but social studies is like a computer does that for us nowadays where we just look up the facts and stuff so that is not true kids that is not true you live history anyways um you didn't ever want to do that? Yeah, I did want to be a history teacher when I first started. But oh, I, I thought you met when you met me. No, but like I... So that's the I've effect always... Shepard had is that you meet him and you're like, Listen, I'll switch my whole career. This for... doesn't have to... You always make it me or Shepard. We're all friends. We're all positive. <laughs> we all have a good time. We all want what's best. Not all of us get invited to every outing, though. I'm just that... putting it out. <laughs> oh, that is... Oh, we're bringing this some up on us, the podcast. Some of us feel a little left out when we hear, oh, you went out for steak and sushi. <laughs> what about the other people that like steak and sushi? That didn't have anything to do with me on the podcast. That is... Uh, Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. We need to, though, all of us get together and do a challenge where we have, like, some kind of no challenge for food. I mean, sure, I'll watch you guys and just eat a normal amount of food. Last just, time, Why can't you splurge one time? Last time I watched you, uh, I felt sick just watching you guys eat as many cheeseburgers as you guys ate. I was like, mm, my body can't Well, even the it. chef came out there to look at it, and I was, I was really – you made me worry because you're such a good bluffer because um, you were like, I'm going to eat approximately eight more. And I was like, no. Please do not say eight. I was like, okay, you if you can eat eight, I'm not eating eight. No. I think we should do pizza. That's I think that's what well that would be my that would, best, best food item, I think. I would love to eat pizza. Are oh, we saying it's a speed sushi. competition or are we saying it's a lot of food? Maybe sure. like a, an hour to eat as much as you want or as much as you can. An hour time limit. Like and I don't we want just like get a twenty minutes, so it's I think we should do a, a championship time. belt. All you can eat sushi. But I don't like no, the way sushi I know. Tastes. I don't like that's sushi what either. I know. That's why I could win that belt because you guys will tap out early. <laughs> We're what eating we, disgusting food. We have to eat your favorite food. Now I don't want to compete anymore. Wait, do you not like pizza? I do. See, pizza everybody, is that your favorite? Everybody food? likes pizza. It's probably like my favorite junk food. Yeah, me too. That's like literally when I'm talking about having a cheat day, I'm always just thinking about pizza. Um, pizza. I think it's called Bananos or something. It's at downtown Summerlin. It is the best pizza place I've ever been to. And I crave it all the time. I just haven't done it yet because summer, the, uh, Shepherd, according to Shepherd, uh, it was cutting season, so I had to. Yeah. That was his rules that were going on there. So, so strength and conditioning is going to be a lot of fun. I actually have the advanced classes this year, so it's really going to be a month of me telling kids, I get it, I'm not Shepherd. I get it, I'm not Shepherd. But we're here to try and reach our goals. And so all of his kids from last year, I'll have them this year. And then I'll have two yoga classes, and I'll have one fitness walking class. So we'll try and stay in shape. It's exciting. Um, And then the reason we wanted you on the podcast was because 
Um, the Mr. Olson moved, and so the basketball position was opened. Um, you decided to apply uh, for the basketball coaching position, um, and then once you applied and you got the job, um, you're now the varsity basketball coach. So, you know, Fawcett and I would like to thank you for being the varsity basketball coach. You just give us a little information on basketball, how it's going. Uh, it's going good. Uh, like you said, I coached at Shadow Ridge probably for a total of 13, 14 years over there between JV and varsity. Uh, a lot of my time as the varsity head coach. Uh, I see great things here as well. Uh, one thing that I found is I really like coaching kids that I that I enjoy being around. I always say like if I could trust them with my own children, then like I like having them on my team because for me, when I find kids who do well in school, who don't get into trouble and they don't give their teachers attitude and they are willing to put forth the effort in basketball, I can teach them what I need them to do on the court and we build kind of a family environment for them to be successful and we go out and have fun that's going to be the best way to build a program the wins and losses they come and go i can honestly tell you i don't remember wins and losses from when i was in high school i do remember the relationships that i built the coaches that made a difference in my life and so if i can focus on that community feeling that family feeling and them knowing and trusting that i'm trying to do my best for them I think that's what's really going to translate into success as a program going forward. It's it's so funny you say that because I, I sit there and think like I know our team always went like I was at Bonanza, the, the coolest school in the world. Um, but we always went to the playoffs, but we lost. And I'm like, who did we lose to? I remember we lost to Mojave. I only remember that because there was a we beat them in the previous in the season. And then it seemed like there were some shenanigans with the referees in our game because we were a running team and we got called for holding more times than we've ever gotten called for in the entire Just season. Just to be fair, we've switched sports from basketball to football. I don't know if the audience got that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. What? Yeah, Are you that's talking true. football? He's yeah. talking football, holding penalties. Yeah. It's like, I was talking football. We're not even, that's no, not even the topic basketball. of this We're talking I know, basketball. I, you, but this is, let me say how my brain bird walks to stuff. <laughs> okay. You said you don't really remember the X and O. You remember the thing. You go back, and I always think of the practices that I went to. I always remember the events. I remember specific losses because – even in basketball, I remember specific losses, um, but most of ours was to Bishop Gorman, same when we were at Shadow Ridge. But, like, I remember very specific things. You know, like, things that happened or, like, elements of the team getting together. I miss practice. Is that weird? Like, I miss the community of practice that you have and, like, the relationship you have during practice. I think it's both. I mean, I definitely miss the camaraderie, like, you developed in high school, like, just with the same guys every day working hard to get better. But I also think like after you put in that hard work and if you're able to achieve something great, like Jack Medina, he's going to remember all of his state titles. Like those are very specific things that he's going to be able to look back on and be like, hey, I looked really I worked really hard to get there. And like I'm in a different career now, but like that was the result of a lot of hard work. Now I'm going to work really hard in this career and I'll probably see the same results. Yeah. I mean, how many times state champion is he going to be? I mean, that's a it's an impressive double digit probably. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying. I don't want to win. Obviously, I'm around a lot of people who are very competitive and make up imaginary championship belts for themselves and stuff. <laughs> but I definitely am a winner. I want to win. That's the most fun you can have is winning. So I want that to be a byproduct of what I build as well, not just, you know, NJB or Rec League where we just pat each other on the back and have a juicy and go home. Like, that's not what I want either. I want to win. 
No, I you are just as competitive as me. Don't act like you're not as competitive as me. You are involved in a lot of the competitions we did this year. I mean, the 75 pound, the bench press, how you had to lift as much as me, and then you were all about that right afterwards. I was. And Miss Resplin was there to, to, to witness you get excited when you tied the record for the bench press that you had with me, and then Shepard beat us both, so... Yeah, those are a couple of my best moments in my life, maybe, is when I bench more than you. <laughs> okay, so th- talking about basketball this year, you've already taken them to, to uh, I don't even know, we call it Utah it's State now? Utah Tech University. So it's in St. George. It used to be Dixie State. We went up there for team camp this summer, and it was a lot of fun. Took about 10 kids, and were able to compete in a varsity division there. And we had some wins, we had some losses. It helped me really evaluate the kids that are already in the program and kind of how they play so that I can put together a game plan for how we can achieve success going into this next season. Obviously, there's no tryouts yet. Everybody's welcome. And I want everybody to come out to intramurals, which will start September and October. Um, Put in the work, put in the effort, and let's see, you know, what kind of teams we can put together and have success this first year. Yeah, and any high school kid that's listening to this podcast, um, just because I've, I've coached with uh, Mr. Nelson, um, you're going to get somebody who played college basketball. He doesn't like to brag about that. Somebody who his practices at the highest levels, took a Shadow Ridge basketball team that won, I think, one or two games <laughs> the entire year and then turned them into a playoff team every single year until we ran into Bishop Gorman, which was – it's literally not even fair that you run into Bishop Gorman in the I first mean, round of the playoffs. If you think about the team we played from Bishop Gorman, the two guards, Nick Blair and Noah Robotham, went D1. The three big men were Chase Jeter – Zach Collins and Steven Zimmerman. Steven Zimmerman <laughs> and Zach Collins went into the NBA. Chase Jeter played for Duke and U of A. So it's like you're playing against. There was a team that was could have played against anybody in the nation and won, and we were playing them as Shadow Ridge High School. So like, I was happy with where we got to. Like being from Vegas, I never even thought about how good Bishop could become until after we were coaching together and we went to the Finley Prep uh, Bishop Gorman game and there were countless, not not scouts, Division One coaches sitting around us talking, talking to the assistants. Remember that? Where yeah. I was like, there is literally like, hey, look at this guy, look at this guy, look at that. I mean, it was a plethora of just powerful people wanting to see these two major powerhouse schools play each other. And yeah, it's just not fair. When I was in school, Bishop Gorman was still beatable. I just don't know how beatable they are nowadays because I mean, Liberty it, beat them last year. Yeah, in in football. Oh no, Durango beat them. La- Durango won the state championship last year. Oh, I did not. I was not aware of that. Durango beat them. Really? Yep. Huh. So they're not. They are beatable, but there's a there's a couple of teams in Vegas, obviously, that are really really good at basketball. So um, before we get off, this is kind of a challenge to the, the kids listening to this podcast because it's the start of the school year. At the end of, of the school last year, we were taking questions from kids that developed like a list of questions that we could ask our guest. Um, so people listening at home, if you're in high school, if you're in middle school, if you see me around, if you see Mr. Fawcett around, um, if you see us, give us some questions that you would like to ask the guests and then we'll make that part of our hard-hitting question series. Um, the one question that i really like from last year i don't remember the student's name will you remember alicia, it if i tell you that alicia zarita okay perfect so we we got to give her a shout She's out one of her best students how do you i agree remember her name come on I, listen 
I write it down. If I had my if I had my notes with me, I would have it written down there. But a thousand things go on in my brain, and bird walks, and all these other That's things. That's like are me going. saying, "Oh, who's that guy that like, uh, you know, he's always like in the weight room." Shepherd. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I help you see. <laughs> but um, like, if you had to pick like what your influence is or your like your uh, am I saying that wrong, Fawcett? How would you word it? Like your influence or your motivation if you had somebody like your biggest influence that you've had yeah that's right who has influenced me the most mm-hmm. in what regards just in your life in general like has there been somebody a mentor somebody who really like like becoming a teacher was there somebody who influenced you in that for basketball is there somebody who influenced you in that that made you want to be a basketball player coach uh the easy answer is michael jordan uh obviously growing up when i did that was you know a big a big part of everybody's culture and the nba really taking off however the more honest answer would be my dad he was a basketball coach and he was a teacher so ironically you know i'd make fun of him for it and now i'm a basketball coach and i'm a teacher Uh, and i think the reason is because i saw how he could affect someone else's life in those two positions of being a teacher and being a coach and how important it is for youth to have good coaches and good teachers that, you know, outside of the home, it's someone that they can trust and someone they can depend on to give them good advice and get them in a, in a good direction and a good, a good way. And I had good coaches growing up, but being able to watch my dad and the sacrifices he put in to be a teacher and to be a coach was a big part of why I am where I am. And it's funny because my oldest son is at Southern Utah University being a journalistic journalist and he's taken over as the editor of the paper. But when I have conversations with him one on one, what does he tell me? I just want to be able to help kids. I want to be able to be an influence to try and so like I don't want to jinx him because I told him, don't be a teacher, don't be a coach. However, I think. I think that's what he wants to do. He wants to have that influence to where he's helping people. And and that is the best feeling to me that I've found in my life is being able to say that kid's life is brighter because I was in it and I was able to help them with whatever they needed at the time. It's interesting you said that because if we go over here to Fawcett, it's also the same kind of for you, right? Like your big challenge this year is – you have some of these math kids that are in the highest level of math that they can possibly be in, like a new threshold for Somerset for the state of Nevada, right? Mm, there, no, there's other kids around the state. It's more like starting this program at our school. What, so, what would what would you say, because I know you're probably thought about this, like what are we talking about? Like what do you think the percentages are? I know you probably don't know, but how many kids do you think are capable of that past calculus level of math? Hmm. I said the There's same something thing. past calculus. I know. I said the in same high thing. School. Um, in high school. In high school. I said the same thing. It's it's sub 5%. Like cur- currently like on that track, probably sub 5% for sure. Yeah. It's because the first initiative is you get into math so you can get out of math. That's at least what okay. most. Yeah. Let me ask you because like I think the most math I've used as an adult I learned when I was in eighth grade in like pre-algebra. So – when you're talking kids who are past calculus, their career path is something in engineering where they're going to use that math on a daily basis. I'd say usually when kids are taking those higher level classes, they're more likely to go into that field or something like that. But I think like what I tell kids all the time is 
you're probably not going to use the specific math we're learning, but you're going to use the problem solving skills. Yeah. So you're going to have to solve problems wherever you're at and being able to think analytically and, you know, conceptually about a problem um, really helps in a variety of different areas. Um, yeah. So it's, it's all about problem solving. And it, I feel like it's almost like a foreign language at the high level that you're at, because I know I took some kind of high level math class um, when I was in. Well, I did it just because I had to take the ACT and because they said if you take the ACT, you get a certain score. You can only take one math class when you get to college. That was my whole goal. And that's what I ended up doing. Um, but I, I'm so impressed with how you can remember all of these different specific details and rules, because I looked at when you set up the board and the question. I couldn't. I could not remember all of the rules, and well, you think, just naturally I, have. I just them. work with that stuff every day. So if you're working with something every day, like you're just naturally gonna, it's gonna become secondhand, right? Like if you're lifting all the time and you're at the gym all the time, like people ask you questions about fitness and like how to do certain lifts, like you're gonna know because you have that knowledge. So if you go into administration, um, like wait, wait, wait. five, ten years from now, do you think you don't think you could still do the math? I still think you do the math. No, I will because I've put in so much practice, right? It's like running. It's like yeah, why I think you would I can always be five thirty yeah. mile because I have put in so many miles in in my career, even though it was like a while ago. But I just wanted to clarify. I you keep pushing me towards this administration <laughs> thing. I, I did I, I push you it's into always, anything? It's, it's like you got a fishing pole out there I said to rain me if, in. He is a manipulator. I, I said if. <laughs> um, <laughs> quiz question for Mr. Fogler. The foil method. Oh, I hate just the foil. Just, just tell me what the foil that. method stands for. I don't have any idea. Zero percent I know what that is. What is the foil method? Uh, this is one of the only things I remember If I about gave you algebra. a problem, could you actually use the foil method though? Yeah. Yeah, so you have the parentheses and you do the first, the outside, the inside, and then the last, which is the foil. What are you doing? When you're, you're multiplying. Yeah, there you go. Your parentheses, your your equation within the parentheses. You're multiplying. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a fancy name for distributing multiplication. I did not know. I don't think I've ever learned the foil. I don't know if I've ever. Did did the normal people say foil theory when you teach it? That's uh, probably when you yeah, started having other people do your homework for you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, last question then, because we're going to be at the 30-minute mark. Let's talk about your high school basketball career for a second. Have oh. you ever gotten a technical foul? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. I uh, I was a feisty basketball player for sure. I played a lot like – so a football player playing basketball usually plays super aggressive and doesn't have any skill. I played like a football player, but I had basketball skill, and so I would score and I would play, but I also enjoyed, you know, a little bit of elbow, a little bit of pushing, a little bit of... Forearm to the face. Yeah, I was I was an aggressive basketball player, and that led me into some altercations with players and with fans. Fans. <laughs> well, there was a game where he has some fans. stories. Yeah. This would be a good way to end the podcast. <laughs> Kids are going to be shocked about this. You want to tell the story? Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll edit that story. We'll I, uh, I did everything so that I could play out my four years of high school and made sure that I stayed on the team and did what I was supposed to and got good crates. All that so we'll just stuff. leave it at you had you were removed from. He was a never legally charged with any sort of <laughs> crime on the basketball. That's the better court. way That's to put it. <laughs> 
All right. So again, we'll be doing these podcasts every single week. Um, students, if you see me in the hallway, you have questions um, or if you want to join the podcast, just let us know because we're always looking for um, students that are doing well so that we can come brag about you guys. So thank you again for another episode. Thank you, Mr. Nelson, for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.